Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. You can do better for Jesus. You are coming for Jesus. Amen. You know, can we, can we talk to the Lord? Let's just talk to the Lord. You know, he says, take it to the Lord in prayers. You know, this morning there's going to be a stirring of the waters. And people are going to be set free. So I want you to talk to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. What is your burden? What is that trouble? There will be a visitation this morning. Can we take it to the Lord? I don't know what is that concern. Whether in your family, concerning your relationship, concerning your work, concerning your business. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you because you are here. Thank you because you are here. You are here to make a way. To give answers to prayers. We bless your name, Father Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. So shall it be as you have prayed. You will get answers speedily in the name of Jesus. Please have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. How of you are excited? So why are you excited? Let's go around. Why are we excited? Huh? You know? We have people that are in love with love. Those are who just love love. Anything love, they are just... They are just... Amen. So let's concentrate a lot. You know, I know this topic, you know, we usually get excited, but let's try and focus, you know, concentrate so that we will not, we'll get what God has prepared for us. I believe that what God has for each and every one of us is quite different from the other person. And we have quite a lot to cover, but we'll do our best. We'll see what we can, we'll stop where we can stop. And then, if you have questions, even before we started, you can start preparing and start sending it. And if you have areas that you want us to address in these uh, teachings, please write it down. So you can start giving your shots. Um, you can, you know, I'm not, my note is not that structured. It's just everywhere. So, we'll, so you can give me your topic and I can start teaching from what you have, you have written. So let's, so if you have your questions, you have things on your mind. I know these are, uh, questions that bother a lot of us on relationship, on marriage, on settling down, on courtship. So, prepare your question. Let's flow. Let's learn from one another. Let's enjoy the moment. Okay? And uh, some people are already in the Valentine mood. Yeah, that one is excitement for some people already. You know, one young lady told me many years ago, you know, when we were in French school, she said ah, that she went to church on Valentine's Day. And she felt that everybody was feeling sorry for her. That, uh, uh, see that you did not find anywhere to go. 
single lady like you and you are coming to church. Huh? He said the women, they are just shaking their head. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, you know, for me, I was just like, maybe it's even your heart that you are thinking about that yourself. Because I won't be like the, the Israelite that said you are like grasshoppers in their eyes. I don't know how they enter their eye to see, to take see how they are seeing them. You know? But so let's not put ourselves under pressure. Uh, don't let, don't put yourself under pressure. Don't, it's not a competition. It's not a race. If you are spending Valentine alone, don't worry, you won't spend next year alone. Amen. As some of you, you'll be spending it as a married person for the first time, you know, next year, for this time next year. So there's nothing, there's nothing to, and uh, of course it's cool, if that did, it's meaningless to you. Like many people, it's also meaningless to a lot of people too, right? Yes, so please enjoy the movement. Don't be put yes. under pressure. Don't let social media, you know, uh, God win. You know, don't, don't, be, don't let it push you to the wall and it push you to depression and you're like, oh, God win, God why, God this. You know, enjoy your life. Enjoy your, you know, you know, remember the story of that uh, that guy that wanted to visit the girl that he just met, you know? And um, he said, oh, let me take you out for Valentine. So he said, okay, describe your house now. I said, okay, ah. You see, when you get to that, that street in Ikeja, you know, uh, you see one tall building. You, you just press the bell with your, with your elbow. Then when you go, then somebody will come and open the gate. So when you move closer, you see the leaves. Just then press number two, and then you come to the second floor. Then my apartment is the one on your right. So just press the bell with your elbow. I'll come and open it. And, and the guy said, oh, yes, I know that street now. But I don't understand. Why elbow, elbow? So are you not going to carry something? <laughs> you not bring a gift? You want to visit me, and you, you must be carrying something and use elbow now. So how are you going to use your hand when they carry something? So if you are not going to, if you are the one that will buy yourself a gift, you know, that's how pressured people are. You buy yourself a gift and put it on social media. Oh, boo. <laughs> hey, see why she got me. <laughs> see, you don't need drama. You don't need drama. You don't need to get yourself worked up. Enjoy your life. You know, if you have to get endorsement on social media that you're enjoying your life, I have questions about it. If you have to show the whole world that I'm bowling, then there's a question mark. You'll be buying gifts. You'll be, you know. You see, many times social media is a scam. Everybody's happy. Everybody's married to their friend, including you that are getting slapped. They are married to their friend, and you are like, God, why? God, me, God. And they are your template for happiness. And people are living miserable lives and showing the good side of it online. And you, you are worried. You, that you are even living, they are even envying you. You are having people that are envying you. And you don't know. Because you think they have it all figured out, they have it all together. And you are excited. Don't be worried. Let's, let's, let's open Genesis 2.18. Let me read that scripture so that you know I've read scripture today. Because <laughs> we are waiting for the message to begin. So let's read that one. So you permit me. Genesis 
Is this what you think? Is this is that the scripture, right? If you are there, read for us, please. Amen. Amen. So the whole concept of marriage is God's idea. He says it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a help part that is suitable for him, that is comparable to him, that is like him. And you know, when God was talking, he was talking to a man who was living in a relationship with God a man who had a sense of purpose, a man who had a job. Praise the Lord. A man who had an assignment, a man who had something he was doing. Praise the Lord. So, some men, it's better they are alone until they can get into some of these things, until they can get into a sense of purpose, into a relationship with God, into an assignment, have a job, have something they are doing, it is better that they are alone. Because there are some men that, or women too, that they should be alone. Because if you get into a relationship with them, it can only be pain. So some people are better left alone. And then you invite trouble by being it or being you know, get into a relationship with such people. What did I say? Some people are better left alone. And you know, that's why this, you cannot base your life on the, in what they call in love experience. Falling in love. You know, butterflies. What else? You know, you doing your gish gish. Goosebumps. This. You know, it's, it's, Many times it's just a scam because it's not real. It's just like a drug that can wear out at any time. So that's why you cannot base your life on that feeling. You know, uh, people fall in love in mysterious ways, Abby. Maybe it's just the touch of the hand or <laughs> Abby. Imagine, can you base your life on the touch of a hand? <laughs> Fragrance. You know, we talked about, please, let's come for Sunday school. We are, we are taking a lot of things that are because we can't touch everything. So some have been handled in Sunday school. But today we are talking about crushing on people. And we say it can come from smell. Voice. Voice. What else? Looks. Touch, look. Somebody just look at you in a way and you're, you're gone. Oh. So. And you say you are in love. Love at first sight. And you know. You can, it's an emotional, it's an emotional process. But when you are talking about getting to marriage, it just doesn't have to be just emotional. It must also be a logical process. You must think it through. You must pray it through. You must process it. So it's not just about, oh, okay, can you base your life on that touch? That touch will be meaningless when there's crisis. Oh, I like his teddy. You cannot build on teddy. <laughs> oh, he said, oh, you know, I like, I like, I like men that have airy, airy chest. You know. How did he know? I don't know. 
You know, he said that hairy chest will be like a pillow. But when there is problem, that thing will be like barbed wire. It goes, it goes sting. It goes sting. Go away. So, so some of those things are too fickle for you to base your life on, to build on. You can't build on an hairy chest now. What do you want to build on now? So when we are talking about tango, we are talking about a dance, a dance that should last a lifetime. And you take, you take care to choose a dance partner that will go the distance. Because you are also choosing a dance instructor for your children. So you owe them a duty to choose a good mother for them or a good, a good father. And you know, from the onset, some relationships are destined for failure. And it's obvious to everybody except the person in love. Because there are some things that must come together. They are just, there's no, the interests are not there. The similar interests, the shared values, they are not there. You know? You born again, Christian, uh, give, me, give, give me more that thing to qualify. Your interests. God fearing, in, uh, are you, I said you are attracted to, you crush on uh, one, uh, one, eh? <laughs> one Buddhist monk that does not share any values with you, but you are head over heels. In love. And everybody's wanting you just, oh, you know that even love will not solve your relationship problem. So when you live in that cloud, you just listen to everybody. But by in, in one year, when you are breaking up, you are like, how come I didn't see all these things? Because you are, yes, love is blind. For marriage, you will receive healing. <laughs> and your eyes will open. You know when they say, Ephata, they open. That's what happens when you are married. You go, you go sick clearly. But then it will be too late. Praise the Lord. Because you refuse to look at the obvious signs. You just base your whole life on emotions. Praise the Lord. Let me look at my notes so that we can start from somewhere. Okay, today we'll be looking at, um, to start with, start with yourself. You know? You know, we concentrate a lot about finding Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or whatever. But let's start with ourselves. Start about, start from becoming the right person. You know, focus more on becoming Mr. Right than looking for Mrs. Right. Focus more on being the kind of person that can bring joy to somebody else, that can help somebody to fulfill purpose, that can help someone. You know, now people will be better off when they come in contact with you. So you start the journey by focusing on yourself. Let's focus on ourselves, you know. How am I growing? How am I better in character? How am I developing? How is your relationship with God? Because it all starts with God. We've said marriage is God's idea. So we must start with God because the manufacturer has what? The manual. So if you want to know how things work, you go to the what? The manual. You know, a lot of us, we don't read manual. Just throw it away. Just piece of paper. Just throw it away. It's when you have crisis or you have uh, something you don't know. And it's in the manner You have thrown it away. You just ask your friend, how, does the, how do you use your phone to do this? 
How do you, you know? There's so many things you can do with your phone that you don't know. Not just your phone, even devices at home. There are so many things you can, or you never, because the manner is just a piece of paper that you, you have thrown away. Until you need it, you now start Googling. You say, okay, Google. Of course, Google can help you out. So we consult the source, the owners, our maker, to know how we run relationships, to know how we run our lives, to know how we run everything. And you know, for me, Part of the deficiency in uh, marriage counseling is that, you know, we are trying to teach people how to have a good marriage who do not have a good life. We just feel that, oh, if you do counseling for, for three months, we can teach you everything and you have a great marriage. But if your life is out of order, those teachings have no foundation to build on. So what we are doing here, every day, going to church, going to Sunday school, Learning, praying every day. That's the, that's the most important marriage counseling. Because that's what is building character in us. So that crash course, how do you handle finances in marriage? How do you do this one? How do you do that one? They are just packing your head with knowledge. It's just a crash course. If there is something to build on, if there is a foundation to build on, it will stick. But if there is no foundation to build on, it is sometimes just a waste of time. Because that character that you should have developed, Without those three-month course on marriage counseling, anybody that has been raised right, you know that you will not slap your wife. So you don't need somebody to now gather you in three months and start giving you courses, don't they? So the character development is now, is in our daily work with the Lord. So it's not in trying to, try to help people to have great marriages in, by trying to do counseling. It's not as if counseling is bad, it, but it should build on something. So it's now. That we start working on ourselves, building our character, knowing who we are, defining our purpose, discovering our purpose, knowing who we are in Christ, knowing the assignments he has placed in our hands, knowing the things that we like, knowing what we are called to do. And those things are important because you are taking somebody on a journey. The person must know where you are going. And, you know, a lot of us, and you yourself, you must know where you are taking someone to. So that sense of purpose is even a compass, is even a guide to know that some people that cannot even match with you again because that, this, that journey, they can't go. If you are called to the village, you know, you are called to do village, missionary to the village, you know that you can't marry anyhow. I know people that say, oh, I'm a missionary. I, I've heard of someone that's okay, I'm a missionary, so I'm not even going to have children because it's going to be a stress on them. Yeah. Because how are we going to be taking children around from one village to the other? Because you are living that you might even die in the mission. You die on duty. So can you marry anybody? You know? That's how somebody will come and say, eh, I want to be a pastor. Or I want to be a missionary. After how many years of marriage? And the wife will say, no, I married brother. I did not marry pastor. <laughs> Is she wrong? No. So that's why you spend time knowing yourself. And you know, the single life, you have time. You know, ask married people. The time reduces when you're married. So now, if I, maybe if I was, if I had known that, you know, if I can go back in time, 
I probably have uh, had learned, so maybe I have learned 10 languages and have uh, three black belts in three different martial arts. <laughs> because you have time, you know, and then, you know, you do more traveling around the world. You do so many things. But now, you, you, when you are, say if you are not single, you are entangled. And you can't just take decisions on your own. Because the time has reduced. You cannot say, oh, I want to go and be doing PhD. And go. You see, you just jack anyhow. You say, I want to do, and you know, and that's what some people don't consider. When they join the jack. No, let me not go to jack because <laughs> who digress. That one is a topic on its own. Praise the Lord. So it's a time for self-discovery. It's time to build on your relationship with God. How is your work with God? Your work with God, is it strong? Can it sustain a, a crisis? Can you pray? Can you read the word of God? Can, can, can you study the word of God? Are you in love with God, with, with God and his word? Can you get direction from God? Do you pray? Do you, do you hear the voice of God? Do you have a working relationship with him? What, is, what are your values? What are the things that you don't, you can, what, they say if you don't stand for some, something, you fall for anything. So what are your values? What are the things that define you? Who are you? Who are you when nobody is looking? I know we feel somehow that mysteriously, mysteriously marriage will change us. See, a foolish man that goes to the altar is just a foolish man with a ring. Just a married man that is still foolish. So it's not, there's nothing mysterious about that. It won't change your character. Oh, you're humanizing. You just, oh, when I marry, I'll stop, you know, because I'll have a focus and, you know. It's a lie. You'll get worse. But that discipline is now to build it. This is time to build what? Discipline. Praise the Lord. Since marriage is holy and the bed undefiled, but the homemongers and adulterers, God will. So when you're in relationship, you keep it pure. You honor God with the relationship. You keep it pure. You know, we were dealing with uh, youthful lust in Sunday school last week. Um, and we know it's a challenge because there are pressures everywhere. But that's why you load yourself with, with the word of God so that you can resist every challenge, you know. And of course, you use your you use, you use common sense too. You can be in a relationship and say, "Oh, um, my values. We cannot. You have discussed it. Say my values. You can't touch me. You know, like somebody. I was listening to a lady yesterday, um, like two weeks ago. Say, ah, if she said, "Okay, if I try to do anything, just slap me." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it just shows the seriousness. But what I'm saying is this: go to don't be going to secluded places. Uh, you say, oh, come over for prayer meeting in my house, vigil. You know that you will not, at the end of the day, you will not be praying, you will be doing other things. How many of you agree with me? No matter how spiritual you are. Because you can even come, you can come from three days fasting and break it with fornication. If you are careless. Because it's not, it's the flesh. The flesh knows it's not bitter. 
even the Bible says, Moses forsook the, Moses chose rather to endure affliction with the people of God rather than partaking in the fleeting pleasures of sin. Why? Sin is pleasurable. But it's just a, a pleasure that does not last. Praise the Lord. So use wisdom and all that. If you have questions, so please, let's, let's flow. We're learning together. Okay. So now, um, the first thing is knowing yourself, focus on yourself, your purpose, where you are going, um, your dreams, your character, you know, maximizing the time, you know. And again, don't get obsessed with love. You know, some people, it's as if everything in your life is, I must marry, I must fall in love, I must. And you know, that desperation can lead you to not just to marry anyone, but to marry anything. You know that story now. <laughs> because you are desperate. Anything, uh, uh, God, just, uh, just, just do them. Anybody that looks like, because you are desperate, you feel that that's what defines you. I know there's a lot of pressure. Parents will wake you. And say, come, where is your girlfriend? Where is your, where is your boyfriend? Only you. See this person is married. That one is married. How old are you? You are almost 30. You are this. You are that. You are 30. You are 31. You know, they can put under pressure. But like one, one guy said, when the mom told him, the answer that he gave him, he just gave her one answer that never, she never asked him again. He said, he said my, those people that are married, would they give back to my own children? So don't put me under pressure. So I know there are a lot of pressures from society, get it, get to. So some people are so desperate that anybody that knocks on your door, you open. Because you just believe that is the missing thing in your life. It's what will make you happy. It's what will make you complete. See, you are complete in him. And if you don't find that completeness in him, no man can give you. No man can give you. You see, we don't come to marriage with 50-50. We are bringing 50 and 50 and we are complete each other. You come with 100, 100, 100. Or else you just be pulling at each other and until you destroy each other. Because you are trying to find in a man what a man cannot give. You are trying to find in a woman what she cannot give. You are my world, you are my joy, you are my... All those things are sweet in poetry. <laughs> but better make sure, you don't, make sure you don't mean them because they are not real. And if they are real to you, there's a problem. Is your world. Which world? So if he leaves you, your world collapses. Are you me? Make sure you are complete. You are whole. Make sure you are complete in him. You are whole. I know who you are in him. Know the things you have access to. Be proud of your heritage, of who you are in Christ. And then when you have two people that are complete in him, coming together, they can do great things. Not two people that are looking to that person to draw and draw and draw and tear each other apart. And then you are disappointed because you are looking for a man to give you what a man cannot give you. He cannot. He's just a human being that can make mistakes. I can fumble, I can mess up and apologize. 
I'm not saying you should slap you and be apologizing with roses. So. <laughs> with chocolate. Yes. Let's go to this. Marry a friend. We always say marry a friend, right? That's the, but how many of us have looked at it on the other side? Like, how of you tolerate things in a relationship that you not tolerate in a friend? So when we talk about marry a friend, we always say, oh, yes, it must be your friend and all that. Marry a friend, you know, it's friendship, you know. You know, you are like buddies, you can just about anything, right? But what of the other side? Why do you tolerate things in a romantic relationship that you cannot tolerate in a friend? How of you have friends that can slap you? They just slap you. Like, ah, oh, I just came over to slap you today. <laughs> but we tolerate it in people in romantic relationships. Somebody is slapping you and you're still like, oh, and you apologize with uh, roses and, uh, and cake. I'm sorry. With a note. I said, oh, it was a mistake. Yes, now. And then you will still be posting on Twitter, you, on uh, social, you bring out the best in me. <laughs> you are not uh, error here now. You are not point back. Okay, so how many of you tolerate friends? That lie and cheat on you and you know abuse you and you know your friend that come over and curse you out every now and then. I mean, if you tolerate those kind of friends, but people tolerate it in emotional, romantic relationship. Because when we talk of abuse, it's not just physical. Like it's verbal, there's emotion. Now, you know, people that are telling you you are useless, you cannot make it, you are idiot, you are this, you are that, calling you names. I never even pay. Sometimes you never even pay anything. You never, you never bring yam to your papa. So what exactly are you putting up with? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So let's go into how to find the will of God. The uh, Bible says, uh, Proverbs 18, 22, He that finds the wife finds the good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So let's, know, let's look at um, knowing the will of God in marriage. How do we know the will of God? How do we know the will of God in marriage? You know, um, we need to know that we are, we are spiritual people. We are people that, so we cannot just run like the world because we are guided by a different code of conduct. You know, uh, let's see Psalm 32. Psalms 32. You are still laying a foundation, no? Hmm? Verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you shall go. I will counsel you with my high on you. Does anybody have another translation? Hmm. I will, I will teach you the right place, to, the right way to live. Be your guide, and I will counsel you. Any other one? Amen. I will 
I'll be your guide. I will advise you. I will watch over you. So God is interested in our lives. God is interested in our lives. So he's interested in every decision we take. You know, some will say, oh, it's just a totally logical decision that, you know, don't pray about it. Think about it. Just go and think about it. But we can't work like that. The thinking is important. The praying is important. Because we are, we are a total package. Spirit, soul, and body. And God, you have God as your father. And he's, he cares about you. He doesn't want you to end up in mystery because of a wrong choice. But he also wants you to open your ears and listen so that you cannot blame him for the consequences.